0: Episode 24 Unrest in Kresk Part 1
1: Hi, this is Dragnacarta, DM for Curse of Strahd, Twice Bitten. You're listening to the Twice Bitten Podcast, a campaign where five Curse of Strahd DMs head back into the mists for a hauntingly familiar adventure. Starring Jack as Metreon, Kaya as Lilison, Linus as Amity, Serena as Kiva, and Twy as Dear. Catch the horror live every Saturday at 1pm Eastern, 10am Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash or watch new episodes every Monday on YouTube at youtube.com c slash You can also listen to new episodes of this podcast weekly at anchor.fm twice-bitten, or wherever you like to syndicate your podcasts. Now, let's get right to Ravenloft. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Curse of Straw, Twice Bitten, the show where five DMs take on D&D's top Gothicara horror campaign. As always, I am Dragnicarda, your host and DM, and thank you to everyone for tuning in this week. As for the cast, thank you for being here. How are y'all feeling about uh, getting to hang out with Barovia's favorite vampire lore today? Woo! I'm a big fan of him. Yeah, cool.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I, I love his work. You're talking about Escher,
1: right? <laughs> oh yes, he came here personally. Oh,
2: thank I God. You. I was afraid we were going to have to deal with that other man.
1: No, no, Astro just rode up in his convertible, hot pink, Uh, you know, he's got his shades on, and you're going to go uh, shopping today at the strip mall with him. Oh, bless, it's it's a good time. I hope he's paying.
3: Will Strahd sign my audiobook?
1: (laughs) (laughs) How does one sign an audiobook?
4: Digitally.
3: With difficulty. Mm. Mm. Love. That's fair. Just you say the name Strahd into the
1: audiobook? (laughs) Now I'm just, like, picturing someone, like, taking around, like, one of those old, like, cassette tape recorder things and, like, putting in a cassette that just has a podcast on it and then partially overwriting some of it.
2: Bleep all the swears with Strahd's name.
1: Lovely. He's, he's, he's very conscientious. It, it, no None of that uh, nonsense in his good Christian Barovia.
2: He's lawfully evil, after all.
3: Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know if we're ready for actual questions, but, like, do we get, like, a short rest sometime in between falling asleep and this?
1: Uh, short rests and long rests. I mean, I presume you could have taken a short rest if you've asked.
3: Oh, well, they can't just be part of long rests? Understood.
1: No, they are separate entities. I
3: don't I'm believe any be of you have oh. taken
1: oh. damage today, though, so I think you should be fine. Yeah. All right. With that in mind, uh, I think we're all suitably prepared and fresh and... What is it? Bushy-eyed and, and, and fresh-tailed? Something like that? I, I'm yeah. bushy eyed one. Perfect. All right. I With that in mind... Thank you. Uh, Let's dive in and get started with Curse of Straw, Twice Bitten.
4: A striking elven female with an almost ritualized poise, Kiva Cyrillai always endeavors to be a level-headed mediator and a soothing presence in the lives of all she meets. Determined to look ever forward, she relies on controlling day-to-day chaos. Anyone who watches her for long enough, however, can clearly see there's something undeniably feral and unpredictable bubbling under the surface.
5: In the company of these fine strangers, he is just Metrion. But across the Sword Coast, he's known as Metreon the Magnificent. He is a tiefling whose body and dress carry the signatures of a nomadic performer, as evidenced by the rougher edges of his costume and his sinewy frame covered in faded tattoos. Though he may not look like a typical magician, rest assured, he cleans up quite handsomely.
0: The well-dressed, well-spoken half-elf who introduced herself as Lillicen has stayed away from the rest of the traveling group during the journey so far. Oh, she's friendly enough if someone strikes up a conversation with her. Charming, even. But left to her own devices, she invariably keeps to herself. And even looks nervous when anyone comes within ten feet of her.
3: Amity, a terrifying deviloid, with a tail that will knock your drink over if she gets too excited. Even worse, some pig follows her around and eats almost as much as she does. Yet, she's generous and easy to befriend, especially if you get her talking about her book of fables. Just, if she compares you to a fox, it's hard to tell if that's a compliment.
2: Erthrindir is a high elf man who looks perpetually like he's never quite gotten enough sleep. After his departure from elven society, he found himself out in the wilderness, working as a ranger in the deep, deep woods. However, this did little to quell his passion for history, and he's found himself on the road to Neverwinter, hoping to track down a book that might hold the answer to a question he's held for a long, long time.
1: And welcome back, everyone. So, last we left off on Curse of Strahd twice bitten. Seeking sanctuary at the Abbey of St. Markovia, the companions entered the quiet village of Kresk. Upon ascending the cliff to the Abbey, however, their hopes were dashed when they met the Abbot, an ancient creature devoted to the Morning Lord and yet utterly seemingly mad and incapable of providing shelter from Strahd. Descending the mountain once more, the companions found solace in the two small victories they had won at the Abbey. First, the abbots offer to exchange three resurrections in exchange for a wedding dress for his flesh golem creation. And second, their encounter with Esmerelda d'Avenir, a Vistana monster hunter who proved eager to join their efforts to oppose Strahd von Zarovich. Together, the travelers agreed to make their way to Vallaki the following day in search of a wedding dress, and progress soon afterward to Ser where the Vastana Seer, Madame Eva, they believed, could provide insight into their future endeavors. The Companion successfully found lodgings with Baron Dmitry Kreskov and Baroness Anna Kreskova, agreeing to perform chores in exchange for warm beds for the night. As they completed their tasks, Irina spoke with Erthrendir about the existence of multiple lifetimes, Kiva with Ismark as he struggled with his fears for Irina's safety. Meanwhile, Metrion shared his concerns about Amity's relationship with Erthrendir, and Lillison was horrified when she found that milk itself seemed to curdle at her touch. That evening, after Lillison and Kiva shared a quiet conversation on the shores of the sacred pool by Crest's Shrine of the White Sun, Metrion revealed his true identity to the others. Punch, a formal carnival geek tormented by cruel, elvish owners. The group then turned to rest, preparing for difficult decisions and a long journey the following day, only to be woken in terror when a ghastly explosion of flame set the Kreskov's cottage on fire. Fleeing outdoors, the companions found that several of the graves in the Kreskov's family cemetery had been disinterred, and that Strahd himself was waiting for them outside, alongside a party of ghouls, wolves, and the animated undead remains of the Kreskov's children. Strahd greeted the PCs and challenged them, only to be interrupted when Esmeralda appeared from the shadows and shot a lightning bolt the forms of several of Strahd's servants. Straut commanded his creatures to attack, and so the battle begins. I will need everyone to roll initiative, please. You are already added to the encounter tracker. Uh. Oh, boy. Ooh, there's a map.
2: That's an eight. That's a four. Love it. That's a
0: 20.
1: Hey. Oh, God. And for Kiva? Oh, God.
4: I had to reload foundry. My my whole thing crashed, so give me one moment.
2: And looks like a 15 for Strahd. Hey, buddy.
4: Now I can see a map.
1: Beautiful. Alright, so to reiterate, the group of you uh, excellent, thank you. You find yourself standing outside of the uh, front of the uh, Baron's cottage as you see uh, Baroness Kraskova and Kiva make their way out of breath from the uh, rear left side of the cottage. You can hear the squealing of pigs and the clucking of chickens in panic as they flee the burning structure. You can see Ismark stepping out from uh, before the house, pushing Arena behind him and hands going to the longsword and shortsword at his belt as before you. You see the undead, the wolves laid out before you. Strahd standing behind two of the young undead that stand before him a young girl and teenaged boy, their forms rotted and shambling, jaws slightly dislocated and flesh rotted over time, a looms above them, a dark shadow in the night of terror. Lillison, as you stand in the center of the group, you can see this array of beasts and abominations before you, and in that moment you see all of their eyes rest upon you and your companions. What do you do?
0: Um, Lillison is going to... Hold on, just want to check the range on this. All good. Uh, yeah, Lillison is going to thrust her left hand out, uh, the gem gleaning in the light of the flickering flames, and cast Acid Splash at the two ghouls right in front of Strod.
1: Uh, Those are zombies, but...
0: Uh, The two zombies, yes.
1: Okay, let's see how they do. Want to pull up the spell? There we go. That is a 9 for the top one, a 15 for the bottom.
0: Alright, the top one is going to take the full 4 points of damage, and the bottom one takes 2.
1: Alright, does Acid Splash uh, do half damage on a save? I thought it was a cantrip.
0: Uh, Ah, yes. Yes. You are correct. The bottom one will avoid all damage.
1: Beautiful. So, four damage for the top and none for the bottom. Mm-hmm. All right, is that your turn?
0: That is my turn.
1: Okay, very good. Uh, with that, that is the end of Willison's turn. Amity, you are up next. You can see Esmeralda stepping back in the shadows of the cottage to the north, her face faintly illuminated by the flickering flames of the cottage behind you. What do you do?
3: Uh, th- there's too many to fight. Um, wh- what we do, Amity uh, sort of whispers to uh, and Beer Plus companions and then starts running north towards Esmerely. Um, using a bonus action to roll on the spirit table. Okay. Okay. Oh!
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That's a good one. Um... I I might be able to get us away from here, if we if we just run.
2: And Deer's not answering you. He's just staring at the arrayed ghouls, frozen.
3: Okay, one, two, three,
2: four. Uh, Amity goes up past
3: this burning house part, and she's going to go ahead and. Mm. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Um, so she says, all right, I, I didn't have time to tell the whole thing now, but there once was a rabbit, a, a prince of a thousand enemies, and it, it used trickery to get away from, from anyone who tried to follow it. And at this point, Air you, plus a number of creatures that can see, uh, you can see can all teleport up to 30 feet any direction, any distance. What? Holy wow. shit. Wow. Uh, and by the way, you can choose let's see, my car arms and my plus three. So you can choose three other creatures you can see. So Air Deer you, you can bring plus three.
2: Okay. Yeah, no, he kind of like, he hears the story and his eyes go bright and he's going to pick Lilison, Metreon, and he saw Kiva like say she was going to go like She looks like she's getting ready to square up with Strahd, right?
4: Uh, 100%, yeah.
2: Okay, in that case, he's gonna take Irena instead. And yeah. You
3: can all teleport 30 feet to a space you can see. Um, It's not much, but hopefully it helps you get away from bad guy.
1: Okay, as you watch, uh, uh, Amity opens her spell book and from the pages, as she reads the words of the story, I believe it's a quartet of Silvery white hairs leap from the pages Bounding across the grass And in a swirl of White clouds appears by each Of your sides each one holds up a small uh, Cotton like paw Beckoning for you to take it And yes uh, Twy what was your, what was your question
2: uh, Nothing just the roof of the house is Very on
1: fire right Exceptionally on fire I'm glad you asked <laughs> Oh god don't Excited. teleport there
2: Alright just good to know right and this happens immediately
1: uh yes, yes. right would you now. like to teleport uh it's what kiva metron airthrondir and lillison is that it
4: mm-hmm. no uh Irina instead of kiva
1: yeah ah gotcha okay
2: i is going to teleport down here he has an idea
1: all right um irena is going to teleport one two hmm Honestly, I don't think Irina's going to go anywhere.
3: Whoa. She's Ooh, not leaving Ismark. Okay. Aww.
1: Okay.
5: Has uh, everyone we'll moved where turn. they'd like to be? Uh, not yet, but, but Metreon right. is definitely moving. Cool.
2: Tactics. They're a tricky thing.
1: All right. Um, as Metreon does that, actually, you know what? Irina is going to take it, but she's going to reappear at Ismark's side in a spiral of silvery-white Mist, uh, now holding her rapier at the ready
3: Cool
0: Um, Wilson is gonna join Kiva, I think
5: Uh, yeah, and Metron's go.
1: go ahead and follow Amity Okay, with that I think everyone's moved Yeah So, Amity, anything else that you'd like to do on your turn?
3: Uh, sort of stare dumbfoundedly at the people who appear to be going like right into the big mix of wolves Uh, but (laughs) that's all for her turn
1: okay Uh, with that the zombies have their turn you watch as they kind of sway groaning from side to side um, and they slowly step forward uh, on either side of Strahd their arms outstretched as if ready to intercept any that might approach or attempt to pass by they will take the ready action Kiva you're up
4: Alright, so um, Kiva is going to rage first because why not? Good plan. And then let's see what sort of fun things happen.
1: Alright, so as these scars on the side of your face split, uh, the uh, gold ichor uh, and the fey-touched influence drifting down, you watch as the Cerulean blue of your eyes flickers and blazes with the fae-touched light as you give in to that inner cleansing rage. Uh, What occurs?
4: My the old classic. um, My little flump pixie girl shows up. Ah, beautiful! um, And she is going to um, place that little pixie girl right next to Strahd.
1: Okay. Right there. Yes! Okay, you watch as, uh, apparating in a swirl of fey mist and sparkling lights, a small pixie shape, uh, the tinkling of, like, a, a laugh, like, uh, bells in the wind. Strahd regards it with, um, mild interest at best.
4: That's okay. Um, and then she's going to... move herself, uh right up in there with him, I guess.
1: Okay. Uh, What path y'all taking?
4: She's gonna go there and take any opportunity attacks that come from going in and out of melee range. Um, If you want to roll those first and then I'll roll my attack.
1: Yes. Uh, So Wolf and Ghoul will both attack you. It's going to be a 22 to hit from the Wolf. Yeah, that hits. And that'll be uh, eight piercing damage.
4: Uh, Reduced or?
1: uh, That's pre-reduction, so you can reduce it yourself. Uh, And then the ghoul is a 21 to hit. Uh, That also hits. Jeez. Okay, that'll be eight points of piercing damage. Reduced to four all right Sexy. and then the zombie will right. attack you as well with its ready to action let's do it <coughs> that is an 11 to hit which i believe misses that does miss all right Kiva, um, you're up what are you doing
4: all right she is going to let's see here and is the pixie still um, there she'll yes uh it moved... it moved so i i it's in front of
1: okay there we go all right what are you doing
4: all right. Um, she's going to recklessly swing at strong
1: Strath- Okay, hit it.
4: Which is a terrible idea, I know, but. That's an 18.
1: An 18 will hit.
4: And that is seven points of damage, and she's just going to slash across his face and then uh, just stay right on him. Um, Yeah, that's it.
1: Okay, you slice across with a scimitar, and you feel his uh, pale flesh almost resist the blow. Um, You you recall that he seems to be somewhat resistant to uh, these forms of weapon attacks. Um, Moreover, as you carve across his flesh, you watch as that same scarlet light appears once more around the side of the wound and immediately begins knitting together instantaneously regenerating he raises an eyebrow toward you really you must know that you'll have to do better than that
4: death by a thousand cuts is still death strahd
1: oh His, uh, his nostrils flare toward you and he gazes down toward you You seem so eager to greet death as a friend. I wonder if you truly understand what it means to die. You watch as his fingers move, making swirling arcane motions. He chants under his breath, and you watch as a crimson glow flares from the irises of his eyes. I need Kiva to make a wisdom saving throw, please.
5: Oh,
4: fuck. Jesus Christ. Ugh, not great. Uh, 13.
1: Uh, you rolled twice. It's the first one, right? This is not a charm. Yeah,
4: but don't I get advantage? Oh, okay. Sorry, then it's five.
1: Uh, All right. Uh, his eyes flare, and as you kind of glance away, shielding yourself from the light, you feel at that moment a probing presence touching upon your thoughts. It's alien and dark and ancient, and you feel a deep malice undercutting it. At that moment, you feel it delving into your mind, pushing through memories and thoughts. You feel your surface awareness is brushed away. And then this raw, almost tearing away of whatever veils might have concealed them to the raw nerves that lie at the base of your mind. And then you hear Strahd's voice. Well, fascinating. You have seen death before. Was her death painful? Did little Eva suffer?
4: Kiva just spits in his face.
1: (laughs) Unable to protect a little girl, and you think you could protect anyone else. That's his turn. Whew, Um, okay. Immediately, uh, Anna Kraskova will glance wildly at her husband, um, and uh, Lilis, and you hear her say, What are we doing? What the hell are we doing? She shakes his head. They... Don't seem focused on us. We need to get help. She nods. Someone, please! Attackers, fire! Water, please, someone! If you
2: bring townsfolk in here, they're going to get slaughtered.
1: She whips toward you, her eyes dark. If we don't do something, the village will burn down. Fire spreads.
2: Fine, then tamp it, but don't... don't get them to come in here with goddamn pitchforks.
1: She nods, not to fear. We know what we're doing. Uh, that is her turn. Uh, Esmeralda immediately, uh, with a uh, shout, tears forward in a whirlwind, uh, her rapier and hand axe flashing through the air um, like a slicing gale of steel and iron. Um, she will attack with a rapier twice, attacking this wolf first. That is a 20 to the hit, dealing 12 piercing damage stabbing it right through the neck, and then slicing to the side as it falls to the ground with a spray of blood. She tears forward a whirling dervish of steel and slicing iron uh, as she attacks the ghoul with a rapier. 20 to hit, dealing 6 points of piercing damage. Uh, this time again, slicing it right through the side of the head, puncturing and popping one of the eyes, and slamming it down into the ground with a uh, derisive kick. Stepping forward again, bringing the hand axe, bearing down directly on the wolf before her. An 18 to hit, dealing 9 points of slashing damage. She carves across its haunches. It yelps and shies back, uh, leering and snarling toward her. Uh, That is the end of Esmeralda's turn. Uh, Okay, next up, Erthrindir. You are up. What's going on? He's
2: just staring at all this. Something just absolute terror in his eyes as he fumbles for his wand, holding it up like a holy symbol at the amassed undead. Get the hell away from us. He's going to cast Fear.
1: Okay, w- uh, place it down. Uh, Yep, give me a
2: hot second. How do you rotate this sucker?
1: Uh, Should be Mouse Wheel. No luck?
2: Uh, no, it's working. I'm just... placing. Gotcha.
1: Uh, Ever the Optimizer.
2: I'm trying to live.
1: (laughs) That is entirely reasonable. I do not begrudge you that.
2: Okay. I'm... he's going to step backward into that square. And... Yeah. All of those six, I think, need to make whiz saves. Uh, I guess. Uh, gh- or 5. Can I optimize better? Okay, nope, I placed it down. Alright, yeah. 2 ghouls, 3 all right. wolves.
1: Uh, from the top, uh, wolf 19, uh, ghoul 10, ghoul 12, wolf 13, wolf 7. DC was uh, 14?
2: 14, so all but the all top right.
1: fail. Beautiful, so they are frightened. What happens?
2: Uh, that means they have to use their actions to dash away from me as far as possible until they can't see me anymore. Okay. and then they get to make whiz saves but until then they're just running
1: they have to use their actions for that, right?
2: yes, it's not a reaction as he All just right. snarls go away
1: okay um, with that, if you want to get rid of the template it is uh, the Baron's turn uh, I don't will... know how uh, it's okay, uh, It's okay. we'll take care of it in a sec uh, the Baron uh, will glance at his wife and nod, uh, begin making his way northward um, slipping past Amity and Metreon, um, she will follow, having ready an action to do so. Um, uh, you hear shouts beginning to rise. you see light spell out from one of the nearby cottages as a figure steps out. Um, you watch the Baron waving his arms points up ahead. The shrine! Fetch water! We'll need to form a brigade! All right, uh, with that, it is the ghouls' turns. Okay, uh, with that, one of the ghouls is going to head for Esmeralda. Uh, One of the ghouls is going to head for Lillison. Another ghoul is going to head for Lillison. One, two, three, four, five, six. Another ghoul is going to head for Lillison. And these two ghouls are going to flee. They have to take the dash action, right?
2: Uh, Yes, as far away from me as they can get.
1: All right, they're going a little bit of the ways off the map, but that's okay. Um, Okay, and then so these ghouls, this is going to be three attacks against Lillison, one attack against Esmeralda. Okay, so against Esmeralda, that is an 18 to hit. Uh, You watch as the ghoul slashes forward its uh, claws dripping with a yellowish-gray... liquid sliced through the air. Esmeralda looks toward it and then shouts a word, throwing up a hand, and you watch as um, flashing to existence and then unfurling, uh, rotating in a, in a spinning circle from the point of origin, um, a long array of bones that swirl into place, forming a shield that conjures and hovers in the air before her, blocking the ghoul's attacks as she casts the shield spell. Uh, against Lillison, that'll be an 11 to hit, a 5, and a 17.
0: Okay, uh, only the 17 hits. Um, I think Lillison will also cast shield as a reaction.
1: Alright, you watch as the blazing uh, ephemeral shield, swirled with greenish uh, demonic sigils and runes emerges, a malevolence erupting from it, but obstructing the ghouls slashing talons. Uh, do the ghouls get saves at the end of their turns? Uh, can they still see me? Um, I would say... He's in the light. You are in the light. Uh, I would say yes, they can still see you. Then no. Okay, the two ghouls continue to flee. Um, Wolf turns. Uh, Two of them will immediately flee, even further than the ghouls, considering that they have faster move speeds. Oh dear, I seem to have reached the edge of the canvas. (laughs) Very unfortunate. Oh, well, um... Regardless, uh, the wolves will then make their way forward. Um, Let's see. Two of them will bound over the low wooden fence uh, on Lillison's opposite side, just above the uh, pair of wooden doors that seem to lead uh, to a cellar below the structure. Um, Two wolves will surround Kiva. Uh, One wolf will leap forward toward Ismark, and one will attack Esmeralda. So that'll be one, two, three, four, five, six attacks in all. First off, against Esmeralda, that is a six, which misses. Next up against, uh... actually, this one's going to attack Deer. Oh, That's great. a fourteen to hit. No. Okay, beautiful. With gnashes toward the air, and you duck back, uh, barely evading its its bite. Uh, Kiva, this is going to be two attacks against you, um, and since they're adjacent, they have pack tactics. That's going to be a twenty-three to hit.
4: And they get advantage because I reckless.
1: Ah, so they get advantage either way, yes. Uh yes. Okay. Um that'll uh, be seven yeah. points of piercing damage, half to four. And I need you to make a strength saving throw, please.
4: Okay, give me one second. Uh, an eight. <laughs>
1: Okay, as the wolf oh, arrows forward toward you, it slams into your chest, its paws scratching and scraping toward you. You let it yelp as you are thrust backward uh, and you fall prone onto the cold brown uh, at Strahd's feet. She has advantage. Oh, do you? Oh, cause Rage. you're raging. All right, roll again. Let's see if that you can get oh, up. Oh, fuck
4: yeah. Me not knowing how to play my own character. <laughs> 22, that's better.
1: As you slam onto the ground, you immediately pivot, whirling your weight and pirouetting back into a standing position as you slam the wolf aside with the butt of your scimitar. Um, you are still on your feet. The second wolf is going to make its own attempt, however. Uh, that is a 20 to hit. Yeah, that hit. Uh, dealing nine points of piercing damage, half to five. And I need you to make another strength saving throw. <laughs>
4: 11 both ways.
1: 11 was what you needed. Uh, It slams into your chest again, but this time you're slightly wearier, but you resist it as it slams up against your side and you push back just as hard, unwilling to give even an inch to these beasts. Uh, And then two attacks against Lilisin, both with advantage. That is an 18 to hit and a 16. I believe not they hit hit with shield. Beautiful. They slam once more again into the ethereal wall of force that you've conjured before you, whimpering as they impact against it and slide down. Uh, That is the end of the wolf's turns. Uh, Irina is up. With a shout and she slices forward with her rapier, um, directly toward the wolf that's been attacking Air Unfortunately, slicing slightly too wide as the wolf is still, uh, off balance from its last attack. Her slice does not quite impact. Ismarik, however, with a snarl and a shout, uh, slices forward with his long sword and the silvered short sword that he obtained recently. That is a 13, uh, first off, which hits, doing 11 points of damage, uh, slicing through the wolf as its head goes slopping off down to the ground. He glances down, um, toward Willis and surrounded by the ghouls, and turns toward I- Irina. close behind me! And he launches himself forward and slices toward the ghouls, slicing with his longsword one time uh, impacting and dealing 5 points of slashing damage, uh, then attacking a second time with the short sword, hitting with a 19, dealing 6 points. The ghoul rasps and then hisses, bearing its claws toward him, its tail milky white eyes going wide. He just snarls and steals his ground. That is the end of Ismark's turn. Metreon, you're up.
5: Oh, good. Um, so seeing all of this and having just kind of instantly teleported to Amity's side uh, she would see uh, him start to go into a bit of a panic attack uh, or at least what looks like a panic attack as he sort of of starts to fall to his knees his eyes start to kind of roll around in his head Uh, and he's never done this before so DM will have to tell me what it's like Uh, but uh, he's going to cast Armor this on himself
1: Okay with that you watch as Metron's eyes kind of roll back his head he spreads his arms out on either side of him and a low tone begins to emanate from his throat, almost alien, an aberrant, uh, chant, as his body slowly sways, his shoulders rolling out on either side. And you watch as the snow around him begins to dissolve into mist, spiraling up and around his arms, around his fingers, up, swirling around his torso, and then up around his face, and enclosing the cheeks and the back of his scalp. And then, with the slicing through air of solidifying ice, you watch as it consolidates, congealing and freezing in an instant, into an almost skeletal like suit of armor that surrounds him jagged and covered in spikes uh, almost resembling a ribcage around the torso and extending downward with twisted contorted shapes and spirals around his legs it it shimmers and shines in the crimson light of the fire the spikes glinting wickedly with their sharpness
5: fucking hell Uh, he looks down at himself and kind of uh flexes his fingers a bit feeling this kind of iciness on him uh and kind of with this newfound sense of bravery i guess uh sees everyone sort of uh, in a panic uh and he's gonna go ahead and take his movement to uh would i be able to see lillison from here
1: uh, from your vantage point, I would say you could just barely peek around the corner and be able to see her, yes. Okay. But it's not so, all the people standing in the way.
5: Alright, so uh, I'll move through them. And yeah, I'll just use uh, my movement and my bonus action to dash over to her. Okay.
1: Alrighty, is that your turn? Okay. Yeah. Okay, with that, uh, as you prepare to take your turn, you you hear the silent whistling of something through the air. Um... And... You see a pair of arrows go whizzing through the wind, one appearing from the blackness out of nowhere, one of them slicing through the air and thudding into the wooden palisade beside you, and another one embedding itself halfway into the neck of the ghoul to your bottom left. It spits snarling and falls back the uh, yellowish-white ichor of its blood flowing free, and in the distance upon the wall, you can see one of the archers that you saw when you entered quietly laying low to the pall- to the uh, battlements of the wall and knocking another arrow.
4: Aww. they helpful. That the
1: nine points of damage know, to the right? ghoul. Alright, uh, with that, that is the end of their turn. Lillison, you're up.
0: Okay, um... Lillison is going to uh, bonus action disengage. Good plan. Mm-hmm. Just let's move this way. Um, sorry, Metrion, you're now the focal point for all of them. Um, and I believe she is going to acid splash the two wolves.
1: Okay. These are the ones by Kiva or the ones by Metreon?
0: Uh The ones by Metrion.
1: Okay, go for it.
0: Uh, that will be a deck safe.
1: 12 and 15.
0: Okay. Top one um,
1: fails, bottom succeeds.
0: Yes, so that's going to be nine damage to the top one.
1: Okay, the bottom one evades as this bursting bubble of blood red sizzling acid splatters across them, dissolving some of the straw and wood below the wolves but one of them is impacted directly across the face and some of the eyes. It howls in pain as the acid eats away at the flesh exposing some parts of the skeletal bone beneath. Uh, Is that your turn? That is my turn. Amity, you're up. Uh, You've got uh, the Kreskovs around you, Irina holding a rapier uh, below, and Esmeralda whirling into the uh, ghouls and wolves uh, to your left. What are you up to?
3: Well, Amity's first gonna uh, go snuggle up right up next to Esmeralda and whisper, do, he's, he's here. Do,
1: do you think you can kill him? She glances back to you and hisses. I think that what I can do is try to get her to survive long enough to see if that's possible. Stay close. Don't die.
3: All right. What's the building to the northeast
2: here?
1: Uh, That is a cottage. uh, Just a standard uh, house, as far as you can tell. You've seen one person emerge and go uh, running to the north at the baron's orders.
3: Oh, so there's a door. Um, Yes. Excellent. All right, she's going to yell back to the Kreskovs and Irina. If you get into a dwelling, he won't be able to follow you. Um, And then Amity will start... um, Going that way. So you said the doors on the north side, or where?
1: Uh, yes, it's on the top left side. Okay, understood. The road. Um,
3: yeah, I mean, you can almost uh get there to be honest. Um, but she will turn back and say, "As, As- Melda, I I believe in you. I'll I'll be here behind you from a distance and give her uh bardic inspiration." Ooh. Using okay. her action, I mean, since there's an open door, it's pretty easy to get into this uh, little, little bitsy cottage by dashing into it. Uh, but Embody will still look out the cottage at the action just in case... Um, like, is there, for example, a window facing the action?
1: Uh, there is indeed a window facing the action with closed shutters.
3: Okay, um, excellent.
1: Inside, you see, um, there appears to be um, the, the fear who fled... Uh, seems to have uh, gone into the night But inside as you barge in through the door That had been hanging ajar You see within an older Barovian woman Glancing up at you in terrified fear Her eyes milky white with cataracts And beside her a young man who reacts to your sudden invasion With uh, a startled yelp and shying back away
3: uh, Oh, uh, I'm on your side Just um, You might want to run away and Yeah, but he's going to open the shutters uh, That's that's truth Alright uh, cool. Did you use your action? Or you dash, right? Uh, dash action, bonus action, bardic inspiration, item interaction, opening some shutters.
1: Gotcha. All right. Very good. Uh, with that, it is the zombies' turns. Uh, one of them will turn toward Kiva, uh, the other one closing in as well. Each of them going to make a slam attack against you. That is a 15 to hit and a 13.
4: Both miss.
1: All right, you're running wild as you slam aside, ducking and evading, dodging uh, like you're born into war. Uh, That is the end of the zombies' turns. Um, You feel kind of like the tinge of disgust and sadness as you watch these shambling undead forms of, on one hand a teenager and the other just could scarcely be older than the pre-adolescent girl, slamming toward you, clawing their eyes blind as they bleed rotted blood from their torn, ragged orifices. Uh, It is your turn.
4: All right, so um, Kiva's just gonna recklessly attack Strat again with her scimitar.
1: Hit it! I'd like
5: to see.
4: I wish I knew why the it wasn't
1: really an
4: advantage. Um, it's a 24 anyway, so.
1: Okay, you want to roll again to see if it crits, and you rolled yeah, the, but hold down the alt button. Yeah, let's try it.
4: On a Mac, <laughs> what is
1: oh, that? Fair uh, option. <laughs>
4: Did not crit, so let's go with the 24. All right,
1: 24 <laughs> hits. Roll me some damage.
4: Okay, I don't know what just happened. Um, it's right. So, which damage should I take? The 6 uh, or the 4? We'll I don't know. We'll take
1: the 6. That's the first one.
4: Okay, great. Um, so, yeah, she's just going this violation of her mind. Uh, still very fresh and raw. She's just going to steal herself and swing again uh, at his face. And then she's going to bonus action, move that little pixie guy um, to there, and then it's going to explode. All right. So I need him to make a dex saving throw, and the DC is 12. That's an 11. (laughs) Holy shit. Okay. He takes six force damage. Probably less, but six force damage.
1: Okay. Uh, With that, you watch as the pixie explodes beside him. Um, The force of air blazing through the uh, night air toward him. And he yawns. And as he does, you watch as three spiraling rings of mist erupt around him, swirling like a nexus. One of the rings of mist suddenly expands forming a, a shimmering wall of fog. And The blast of the pixie is entirely dissipated against its width Leaving two rings behind that then fade once more into nothingness
4: You're more of a coward than I thought, aren't you?
1: (laughs) You seem little able to hit the things you target
4: Give it time, it'll happen
1: Perhaps Is that your turn?
4: Oh, yeah. She's just, yeah. She's vibing right now.
1: All right. Um, you watch as his uh, eyes flare once more. Um, actually, at the end of your turn, uh, you can still feel the presence of his thoughts in your mind. Let me just check something real quick. Ah, sorry, I did not mention this. Um, I'm assuming Kiva would not have taken it. Um, but just so you're aware, you can feel the presence of uh, his spell still invading your thoughts, and you feel that you might be able to try to force him out if you attempt, but you can still No, feel you know what?
4: She'll, she'll let him stay. Go ahead.
1: Okay. Very good. Uh, with that, Strahd's eyes flash once more. I need you to make another wisdom saving throw.
4: 17.
1: 17. That was the DC... Actually, no, it wasn't. Unfortunately, Spot. you miss it by one. Mm.
4: That's okay. okay.
1: Mm. Uh, but you feel the spell delve deeper into your thoughts, tearing with reckless abandon, little care for what might be private or personal or not. And then you see a face. Her face. The auburn hair falling over the shoulders, the eyes meeting yours. And then you hear Strahd's voice echoing in your physical ears. Huh. <sighs> Loving you. Did you truly believe that she could ever love you back? You, someone so broken, so ugly inside and out, thinking that you could deserve that for an instant.
4: She's going to set her jaw and summon another pixie right next to him. And, uh, whew, he's cruising for a bruise in that man.
1: All right. um, He will then chuckle, and let me double-check something real quick. Okay, so that does consume his action. Very good. Um, That is the end of his turn. Uh, Instead, he will hold up a hand toward you and smirk as if beckoning you to try again. The Kreskovs will continue their way north, uh, calling for help. Uh, You see others' figures emerging from cottages around you. as they make their way northward up the path. Uh, Esmeralda, uh, now on either side with uh, a wolf and ghoul, uh, will attack again, now cornered with her rapier, seeing if she can slash her way free. First attack against the wolf with a hit. uh, 16 to hit, dealing 12 piercing damage. The wolf goes down, whimpering. Then she whirls again with the rapier, attacking the ghoul. That is a 12 to hit, which just hits, slashing through with 13 points of piercing damage. And then she takes a final time, chopping the hand axe toward the back of the neck. This time, severing uh, the point of the esophagus as you watch the ghoul's head flop back, lolling aside, and the entire form slumps to the ground. She snarls and continues making her way forward uh, toward Strahd and the undead. That is the end of her turn. Air you're up
2: is just like glazes flickering between the undead surrounding Kiva, the ones around Matrion and Lelison, to Amity's eyes peeking out of the shutters. And he swallows and slashes out silver lines extending from his wand as he casts Shatter.
1: All right, place it down.
2: Fuck these ghouls in particular. So that is a DC fourteen con save.
1: <laughs> okay, let's see how they do. That is a ten, a two, and a two.
2: Then they all take fourteen thunder damage. Let's all... see it.
1: Yeah. All right, it slams into them. You watch as two of them sw- whirl through the air, slamming. One of them actually impacts Metra and just starts to slide, and, like slides down his body. Um, the entire creature's form going limp. The other one slamming against the side of the house and falling where it lingers in the looking flames that have begun to fall from the gutters and the thatched roof ahead, soon becoming a burning inferno of its own. The third one uh, impacted as well, just barely managing to stay standing.
2: All right. He pants, looking at Lillison and Metreon and mark. Y'all have got these. I know you will. And then he just looks at Kiva. Hey! He doesn't get your mind. He doesn't get your heart. Nobody fucking does. And he's going to give her bardic inspiration.
0: Y'all are making me cry in the club right now.
2: Then he's going to move over and give a look at Amity. And through the blind, she can probably see him mouth. It's your choice and then he turns back to the fight.
1: Okay. Um, I believe that is Earthringer's turn. Koreshkov will continue moving with his wife. Uh, The ghouls are up. There is, oh dear, one ghoul remaining. Uh, It will turn toward Metreon, hissing and spitting. Uh, You can hear the broken bones cracking below its skin as it launches itself at you, tearing with its claws. Okay. That is an 18 to hit.
5: Uh, Is that at disadvantage?
1: Uh, oh, uh, what gives a disadvantage?
5: Uh, a certain feature of mine.
1: What? Ah, interesting. What? That is a 15 to hit with disadvantage.
5: Uh, I think that still hits, though. So. damn.
1: Okay. Um, yes. So we'll hit dealing five points of slashing damage, and I need you to make a con save.
5: Uh, so that takes, uh, that ghoul takes five points of cold damage as my armor is the shatters on it.
1: It hisses, its claws going to its eyes as little barbs of ice pierce themselves into it, parts of its face and cheeks, uh, all along the side of its arms and shoulders.
5: Uh, and then what kind of save did you say?
1: Uh, con save, please. Eight. Alright, you feel its claws go just a touch too deep, carving through the shell of the icy armor, and you feel the yellowish-gray poison seep into your blood, chilling like ice itself, and then you feel your limbs slowly begin to lock up. You are paralyzed for one minute.
5: Cool. Cool times. Uh,
1: and, but you can remake the saving throw at the end of each of your turns.
2: Okay. Or speaking of that, I believe the ghouls would get their saves now that their deer is probably well out of vision.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Very good. Thank you. I appreciate the reminder and honesty. That's a pair of wisdom saves? Uh, yep. That is a nat 20 and a nat 1. So one of them can start coming back, but he's a bit of a ways hmm next turn. Yep. All right, at the ghoul's turn's end, you watch as you hear shouts coming from the wall as several guards that appear to have been standing atop it begin making their way outside the perimeter, uh, descending the uh, walls and heading in the direction where the baron and the others have passed. The wolf's turns. Uh, two of them are near Metreon, two of them are Kiva. I think it all works out. Kiva. That will be a 20 to hit and a crit.
4: Yeah, that hits. <laughs> both Ooh. those hits.
1: Alright, uh, that's a total of 15 damage half to 8. Alright. Then against Metron, that's a 21 to hit and a 23.
5: Uh, They both automatically hit because I'm paralyzed.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, well, they,
5: they automatically crit. They automatically so crit. Oh, even, better. <laughs> even better, even better. Fun time.
1: Okay, so that is a total of 14, 29 points of piercing damage.
2: Uh, Erthrindir is going to do something he has not done yet. He's going oh. to cutting words the damage as he just yells, Stop it!
1: Okay, so you only get to choose one source, right?
2: Yep. It doesn't matter. Okay.
1: The eight, but yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay, so that is. P- re- he reduces one of them by eight.
1: Okay. So, that's so how that, much. That is 21 as total now. And Kiva, Kiva, I need you to make two strength saves for me, Metron and you to make uh, two strength saves as well. And Kiva, do remember you have advantage while you're raging.
4: So a 13 and a 15.
1: Okay, both of them succeed. Matrion? So that's going to be
5: uh, a 5 for the first one and a natural 20, but, but it's a minus 1, so 19
1: for the second one. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Work. Unfortunately, the 5 is just enough to let the wolf slam into your paralyzed form, and no matter how much resistance you try to muster through your uh, unmoving muscles, you find yourself slamming onto the ground, your head impacting hard on a stone there, and you see stars swirling and spots across your eyes. Uh, you are prone. Uh, that is the wolves' turns. Uh, two of them get to make uh, their whiff saves against fear. A 13 and a 20. The 20 succeeds, the 13 does not. Okay, uh, that is the end of their turns. Next up, Irina and Ismark. Irina will uh, step toward uh, Metron, Ismark of the same, uh, and Irina will attack with her own rapier. That is a 6, unfortunately, missing. Ismark will attack with his long sword and short sword. First a longsword, a 12 to hit, dealing 9 damage and carving through the ghoul. Then he'll sidestep rolling around Metron and slicing into the wounded wolf first. That is an 18, dealing 5 points of damage, just enough to take it down. Final attack with a short sword, jabbing at the wolf in the corner, now unable to find any means of escape. Unfortunately a natural one, he slips faintly on a bit of burning pitch that falls from the thatched roof and snarls from a moment, trying to stamp at his boot to put the flames out. Uh, That is the end of his turn. Metron, you are paralyzed, but you can give me a con save at the end of your turn. Cool. Uh, natural one. Three. All right, unfortunately, you remain paralyzed. Very sad. Um, okay, uh, Kiva. Uh, you see, coming from the dark of the night around you, you hear the whistling of arrows to the wind, and a pair of... Uh, Fletched arrows slam into the wolves beside you. Let's see if they actually connect, though. That is a 12 and a 14, both hitting. Um, that's 9 damage and uh, 9 damage. Each one suffering 9 points. They whimper and snarl and yip as the you see the arrows pointing in half of their torsos, part of them twitching in pain um, as blood oozes from the side of the wound. Lois you're up.
0: Okay, Um, how does the wolf next to Ismark look? Uh,
1: It has not yet been touched.
0: All right, Um, Lillison is going to give a very concerned glance towards Metreon. Um, Make a little motion as if she's about to like try to shake his shoulder, uh, think better of it and whip her arm around instead to face the remaining wolf and spray a puff of greenish gas towards it.
1: Okay. Uh, that is a 16.
0: Ooh. All right. That's no damage to that
1: Jesus. That would have been I'm very max. sorry. That would have been, that so would have been yeah. Ugh. That would have been beautiful. I'm sorry, guys. All right. Uh, is that Lillison's turn? That is Lillison's turn. Okay. Very good. Amity, you are in the house. What are you doing? Oh,
3: indeed. um, But I have line of sight because there's a window. Um, so, Amity is going to tense and then shoot a hand forward expending her final level two spell slot as a big bad wolf rushes forward to let me just get the point or okay well i don't know how to mark this point anymore but it's here ah there we go uh and blows uh just like erupting with the spell shatter in this area at these ghouls
1: okay are right, these two zombies will be hit by it um give me some damage indeed. and all oh, the zombies not ghouls
3: uh right i'll give you the damage um once i figure out how to get this there we go um you're 12 damage uh if that they is a... Depending on the
1: constitution, saving throw. That is a 10 and a 7. Both of them fail. Okay, excellent. Then they both take 12 damage. <laughs> All right, they are blown back from it. You hear the snapping and popping of bones and joints as you watch as several splinters and debris from the are slammed into the flesh and skin, both undead, groaning in painless uh, distress. Uh, but they fixate their gazes now upon you and your friends. Uh, is that the end of your turn? Um,
3: given that Esmeralda has not used Spark Inspiration yet, yes, that is the end of my turn.
1: she? Oh wait,
3: no, bonus action roll on the spirit table. Always roll on that spirit table. Okay, that's the end of my turn.
1: Okay, Uh, as you end your turn, uh, Kiva, you hear Strahd sigh, and uh, you actually watch him roll his eyes. Incredible. One so attracted to stories, but so fearful of being one herself perhaps we can change that and you watch as he turns and then s- begins to blur his figure, swirling with sudden swiftness as he uses a legendary action to m- move away from you
4: god damn it she's just gonna yell coward
1: and let me double check something i'm not sure if this triggers an AOO or not no, so I think it, does. It, it does not provoke an AOO very good it's bullshit um, Amity. you watch this figure blurs with inhuman speed, and then you see him walking, almost strolling leisurely toward you, uh, the burning light of the fire reflecting off the glint of his fangs as they poke across his lower lip. Uh-oh. All right, it is the undead's turns. The two zombies, uh, one of them will attack Esmeralda, one will attack Kiva. That is a 10 against Esmeralda and a 10 against Kiva, both missing the both of you bringing up your weapons to slam back the blows as the zombies do their best to flail toward you all right that is the end of their turns kiva you're up
4: all right give me one moment perfect she's going to use her movement and take that opportunity attack and she's going to follow Strap.
2: be a okay. lot of opportunity attacks
4: that's
1: that fine. Just... Oh no, I, I I approve. Just.
4: Um. Yeah. And then she's going. So if you want to roll those first, and then I'll do my.
1: Uh, sure. That is uh, how many? You were just next to four zombie two zombies and two wolves.
4: Yeah, looks like it. Two
1: zombies, two wolves. Yeah. Okay. That's going to be two wolves attacking with advantage. Yep. That is a sixteen and a seventeen.
4: Sixteen. Yeah, they both hit. Have...
1: All right, that is a total of 9 plus 5. 14 points have to 7 of piercing damage. And I need you to actually make, while you're still there, uh, two strength saving throws.
4: Okay.
5: Uh,
4: That's a 16 and a 14.
1: All right, you succeed. You're able to move past them. Uh, then the zombies will take their attacks as you move. A seven and a 22. Uh, the 22, I believe, hits.
4: Yes, yeah. All
1: right, that'll be five points of bludgeoning damage, half to three.
4: All right, fuck yeah. Um, and then she's going to, uh, recklessly attack Strahd with her cemetery.
1: Okay, hit it. 22. Ooh, that's beautiful. 22. All right, you slice right across the small of his back, carving across part of his shoulder, uh, tearing through part of the cape as you hear the shredding and tearing of fabric. Uh, you watch for a moment, kind of pale blood for a moment seep from the wound. Uh, how much damage?
4: Nine points of damage.
1: Got it, half to five. Um, but then you watch as the flesh immediately knits back together.
4: She's going to uh, grab him by the shoulder and uh, say, I'm not done with you yet and then the pixie's going to explode.
1: Okay. Give me some damage.
4: All right, he fails the save?
1: Uh, oh no, well, let me... Uh, yeah, you... he's
4: got a roll, it's DC 12.
1: Uh, that is... a 18 plus a bunch. <laughs>
4: yeah, so he's fine. Um, but the pixie does reappear in front of him again, and she's just going to be hot on his tail.
1: All right, his figure blurs for a moment, evading the attack, and he looks down at you. Hmm. So fiercely protective. I wonder what you'll do when you find them falling at your side. Immediately he turns, holding up a hand, chanting words and forming strange shapes with his fingers, and you watch as, whistling from the palm of his hand, a small mote of flame that sears through the air, crackling, and then explodes in a massive burst of crimson fire atop the two cottages near where Amity now stands. A-, a swirling torrential inferno of screaming skulls and souls twisting like the fire they've become as two additional cottages burn bright in Kresk's night. Amity, you immediately feel the rush of heat around you. You hear the burning and the immediate light as the two uh, villagers in the cottage with you, shriek, and immediately look toward the exit.
3: Oh god. Emily clutches Truffle and just sort of points them to the exit.
2: All right. You already know the way, obviously.
1: That is the end of Strahd's turn, though. He will... Actually, you know what? He... No, yeah, he's fine. Uh, the Crest Cubs have now vanished from sight. Esmeralda is up next. She snarls and dances forward amidst the, uh, undead and wolves. Um, pulling her rapier and, uh, hand axe at the ready. Unfortunately, misses an attack against the first, uh, wolf second one she does have inspiration misses as well she does but she's not gonna use it just yet well actually you no know she could do that you know what why not that's a d8 it's a d8 all right she will roll it's a 14 which does in fact hit dealing 13 points of piercing damage she drives her rapier through the wolf's throat and out again shaking blood down onto the uh, ice and snow covered grass uh, she then turns to the other wolf beside her and attacks with her hand axe That is a six, unfortunately slicing wide in the darkness away from the fire. She curses for a second and readies herself for another hit. Um, At the end of her turn, Strahd glances toward you, um, Kiva, his expression mocking and slightly amused, and his figure blurs again away from you, now standing ever closer to Amity's window. dear, you're up.
2: There's a blur of motion. He's dropped his wand, just like in his haste, and Kiva, you can feel as he runs a swirl of healing, a swirl of healing pool around you as he is going to heal you for five. And then he's standing in front of the window, his hand outstretched. Don't you dare. No more fireballs, no more magic, no more men like you, and he is going to hit him with a firebolt.
1: Okay, roll to hit.
2: That is regrettably an eight.
1: Okay, an eight, unfortunately, slices through there, and Strahd actually raises a hand and bats it callously aside, a swirl of mist forming at the tips of his fingernails. You? Cocky indeed. The arrogance you presume. No more men like me. Boy, there are no men like me.
2: There's the line, there we go! Don't you dare fucking call me that.
1: All right. Because they're gone, ghouls are. One of them is slowly making its way back. Um, I'm not even going to move it because it's so far off the map at this point. But next turn, it can start moving across tiles again. Uh, one of them makes it with save. Fails. Uh, it will. It, it is running pretty far. Uh, guards are now out of sight. They have gone to fetch a pail of water. Uh, wolves. One wolf left, or two wolves actually. Uh, one of them is going to attack Metron. One is going to attack Esmeralda. That is a 21 against Esmeralda, and eight. I mean, it was a crit anyway um, against Metrion. but you'll be very glad to hear that it rolled double ones. Fantastic. <sighs> uh, plus another 2d4. Uh, so a total of nine points of piercing damage against Metrion. Esmeralda takes five piercing damage as the wolf clamps around her leg and tears hard. All right, uh, with that, uh, Irina and Ismark have their turns. They corner the wolf, and you hear Ismark shout, get the fuck off of him! Irina first. That is a 14 hit slicing through the wolf, dealing five damage. It howls in pain. Next up, Ismark whirling his longsword down like an executioner's ax. First one misses the wolf, dodging aside. Second one, he snarls again as it slices it to the side of the palisade, just missing the head, the wolf's head by inches. Final one again, missing. Ismar, unfortunately, off balance. Not doing too great, uh, but doing his best. Metron, I need you to make another con save, please, at the end of your turn.
5: Woo, yeah, okay. Uh. Ooh.
1: That's a seven. All right, unfortunately, you remain paralyzed, staring with fright and terror up toward the... Uh, Dark, clouded sky overhead, the fire licking and burning all around you as the wolf snarls, its claws and its teeth biting toward your prone form. Is Mismark and everybody doing their best to deflect it, but perhaps not enough? Yeah, uh,
5: if uh, Irina and Lillison look down at him, he is, uh, he's weeping.
1: <laughs> all right, with that, he um, watches two more arrows whirl through the air, this time toward the creatures uh, next to Esmeralda, as the scouts on the walls will take their attacks. 17 and 10. 17 slams into uh, one of the undead. Uh, And it will make an undead fortitude save. As it stumbles for a moment, um, seeing if it can stand or fall, it staggers and then remains going. The arrow actually sticking out of its neck as it rasps the old blood dripping from the wound, still going. The wolf uh, dodges it entirely as the arrow wedges itself in the ground by Esmeralda's foot. Uh, That is the end of its turn. And let me double check something very quick. Okay, Lillison, you're up.
0: Alright, Lillison is about to do something that I am certain will not work. But she's gonna try. (laughs) Uh, glances behind her, uh, at where, um, you know, the one remaining wolf is, uh, still threatening Metreon. And she is going to turn her back on Metreon and walk ten feet north. And she raises her voice, um, still with a very, just, icy, calm tone. And she calls out... My lord Von Zarevich, it seems you have come not to slaughter us all, but to deliver a message. Surely, you can see that you have left the impression you desired. Surely, you would not go as far as to destroy your property in order to... leave this impression. This is... Believe me, this is quite sufficient. And she's going to cast a subtle suggestion.
2: Okay. Come on! Big money, big money.
1: You watch as just to your eyes alone, you see the wisping of the spell creep across the space between you and him. And in that moment, you watch as his shoulders lock up, his eyes go drifting for a moment. And then from up again, whirling the two remaining uh, rings of mist. One of them flashing and then shuddering before curling into his body. He exhales and then regards you with uh, an eyebrow quirked. Perhaps, but I have never been amenable to the suggestions of my lessers the, f- the remaining ring sinks into his form.
0: there is um there is a small and cruel smirk that creeps across lillison's expression and uh she is going to i don't know if this is technically part of that action or if if it's a free action uh but she's just gonna draw her dagger and uh, have it ready in her hand
1: okay uh amity you're up
0: okay
3: just sort of looking at Strahd, she's like I I, I wasn't attacking you. I, w- just just the zombies. What what do you want? What is your goal?
1: Is it really to the sheep to ask the desires of the shepherd Is is
3: that what what your goal is? To be a shepherd? I, I don't know where you are. many
1: questions w- for a woman in a burning building.
3: Yeah, presumably um, this building will soon be a bad idea to be inside. So Amity's uh, moving.
1: Yes, you can see the fire actually spreading down the walls toward the floor around you. Uh, next round, the fire is, is spreading pretty quickly. You can tell that it's probably going to start toward you pretty soon.
3: All right. Well, Amity goes up and says, I, I don't know what you want. Maybe it's this, maybe it's not. But vines wither, souls come hither, freeze and stumble, shiver, dither, and she's going to touch him and cast Bestow Curse.
1: Okay. Uh, there's a shadow that passes across him for a moment, uh, and then you watch as it breaks, the spell shattering to pieces at his feet as he laughs, a dark, malevolent tone, uh, with a crit plus a bunch. Hmm. Unfortunately. I'm sorry, it was, it was a real, it was really good.
3: Oh, I, I, I knew that there was no way this was going to affect him. Um... if that's what you wanted your sheep to do, then, um, I mean, I guess if it's not, then be a little clearer. That's her
1: turn. My dear girl, and he glances back toward Lillison, you all think that I've asked a question what I've not even begun to utter, but perhaps there's never been a better time to ask. And you watch as, his clawed hands lash out through the air toward you, Amity, as he attacks. Okay. Uh, that is an 11 to hit.
3: Um. Of course that hits.
1: Okay. Um, you watch as his fingers actually don't slice through you, the claws not cutting into your flesh, um, but you feel the very touch of his pale skin to yours sap some of the energy from your form as you feel some of the life drain from your body, leaving you sallow and slumping. Um, you take eleven points of necrotic damage. And immediately Aerthrundir and Lilison, you watch as he curls his claws around Amity's neck and pulls her close, taut to his form. He glances toward Aerthrundir. Hold on. And toward Lilison. Yes? As
3: as 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 soon as that happens, uh, fires a lick from the house behind Amity as her body surrounded in flame, which uh just consumes him for a second. And a girl. Hellish rebuke. There we go. Action. Yes. Yes. Not even like uh intentionally maybe. Just what
2: fuck is that damage?
3: Pure anger. Oh yeah, and a beautiful 6 damage. Um so uh how how am I doing this? Uh right? That's, <laughs> is that enough?
1: <laughs> uh, anyway. He has a 16 to save. Uh, Okay, that's saved, so I think he takes
3: three damage
5: He's not looking good, guys
3: I'm on the leaderboard
1: (laughs) Okay He chuckles Well attempted, but not enough And if you try anything in my grasp And he glances toward Erthrendir You, boy and he nods his head back toward the lesson. What? Kill the girl. Or I'll slit your little devil's throat.
2: Air do your eyes just go wide.
4: Oh, shit. He
1: uh his smile slowly grows across his face, a dark, mocking expression We all have the power in our hands to kill, but most are too afraid to use it. The fearless ones control life itself. Do you lack fear? Or does your fear own you?
3: Don't. Don't do it.
1: Uh, uh, uh,
2: uh. He's just stammering. His eyes just wide as he looks between them.
1: All right. Uh, as you consider that, The undead turn toward Esmeralda, slamming toward her. Both missing as she whirls, deflecting with her rapier, caught in the middle of a maelstrom of undead and the final wolf snapping at her heels. Um, As the undead end their turn, Strahd smirks and his figure blurs again. Reappearing 15 feet back with Amity still held in his arms away from you. Uh, Actually, he's going to move here. That's far enough, I think. All right, you're up.
4: Okay, give me one moment.
3: Am I grappled? Did the attack grapple
1: me? Uh, Yes, you were grappled.
4: Oh, I love that. He's still within my range. So she's gonna go right up there and she's going to recklessly attack.
1: Okay, go for it.
4: 22.
1: 22 hits, roll damage.
4: It's four uh, slashing damage. And she's going to look him in the eyes and say, I thought we were having fun. Why do you keep running away?
1: Strahd's, uh, looks down at you. Take one more slash at me, and your friend will not live to see you the following morning. This is their decision to make. See that you do not make it for them or for her. And his call caresses the bottom of Amity's neck.
4: You know, that's almost that enough to make a girl jealous. She's going to explode the pixie. Well, it explodes anyway, so... Oh, I All just right. threw myself off the map.
5: No, come yeet. back. <laughs> just fucking
1: yeet. <laughs>
4: uh, uh, yeah, it's... Strahd has to make a deck save.
1: Okay, he will do so.
4: D- don't do it. Please.
1: That is a 14.
4: Yeah, that... Uh, he saves it. Um... She's just going to stay right on him.
1: Okay. Let me check something I'll, very quickly.
3: I'll- I'll- I'll yep. cure the- I'll cure the wounds. I'll- I'll hear them. Just- just- just-
2: <laughs> I- I- I can't. I can't just- I can't- I can't just lose you either, of you.
1: Okay. Um, With that, uh, Strahd takes his turn. Um, I'm just realizing... Actually, never mind. I don't have to do that. Never mind. Um, Kiva, looking at him for a moment, you watch as for an instant there is a uh, shimmer of uh, reddish light that dances across his form and then falls like rain to the ground, puddling in the icy uh, earth before um, vanishing into the dirt. Though you see now that his, uh, the wounds you just inflicted have instantly healed, there is um, you see that the crimson light seems to have vanished entirely from around the sights. Um, instead, he merely uh, sighs and turning to uh, Amity. Amity. So, it seems that your friend has made the decision for you. He raises his voice. I'll,
3: I'll, clear the, I'll clear the wounds. So I can cure them.
1: I will give you one chance, Air Thryndir. Strike the girl down, or else... And he lowers his voice down to a murmur. See that you die with dignity. It is more than can be said for most.
3: Thank you. Don't do it. Please.
1: Um, he will then end his turn uh, uh, holding uh, Amity tighter and uh, take the dodge action. Immediately after Anakraskova's turn, he will then sigh and turn to kiva and as for you you watch as his free claws swipe out through the air and slash across your side that is a 22 to hit yeah that hits. all right you suffer 11 points of slashing damage half to six plus seven points or or yeah seven uh 11 points of slashing half to six Plus seven points from Necrotic, total of 13.
4: Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Sounds good.
5: Right.
1: Your meddling grows tiresome, girl. Let your friends make the decisions. Are they not capable?
4: This has nothing All to right. do with them. I want you for myself.
1: All right, Esmeralda still caught up in the uh, undead and the wolf, Uh, she will make her attacks howling like a fury as she carves through them. Uh, Rapier unfortunately misses as the undead grabs her ankle and kind of pulls her off balance, but she launches back with a 22, slicing it right between the wolf's eyes, uh, taking it down. Then she will chop forward with her hand axe at the remaining undead unfortunately missing as the zombies slam her from both sides, throwing her off balance for a second as she dances back to evade them. Uh, dear, you're up.
2: He just stares at Lillison.
0: Lillison stares back at him with the the firelight flickering across half her face, and there is a very, very cruel smile uh, on her face, and she is gripping her dagger in plain sight now, and she says... You're welcome to try, but I have already died for one of you once. I am not doing it again.
2: (laughs) He stares her down, almost like not comprehending. He raises his wand, and then Pete catches Amity's eye. It falls from his grip. He steps forward and looks her in the eyes. Hey. Love you. And then he raises his short sword. I am done making your choices. And he is stabbing Strahd in the face.
1: Okay, roll for it. Uh, once you're close enough- That is a oh, critical hit!
5: <laughs>
2: hey!
1: Oh! I love when the dice mm. tell the story. Yeah. Uh, I do think you're currently 10 feet away from him, though, so if you'd like to move a bit closer. I,
2: I, I, move. Okay. So that is 13 slashing damage total.
1: Okay. Bringing the short sword, you, with a, uh, scream of rage and defiance, you slam it into a side and tear down uh, and as it pulls Kiva with wide eyes, you realize the wound isn't instantly healing. You can see the flesh beginning to knit back together, but the glaring red light from before is not quite present now. And as Aetherity pulls back, blood dripping from it. You see Strahd uh, looking down at it with uh, eyebrows raised.
2: With a growl, he murmurs, Heal. Enamity You're going to heal for five. There. You want choices. You want to make me choose over and over again. Then fine. But I am not dancing for you.
1: Okay. And is that Dear's turn?
2: Uh... Yeah, yeah, he's right up on him. He is he is just fucking... He is clearly coming around for another swing.
1: Okay, uh, the remaining wolf will take one swipe at the downed Metreon. That is an... El- is that an auto hit? Or it's advantage? It's advantage. Okay, that's a 19 uh, auto crit dealing... 13 points of piercing damage. Your boy's down. Fuck. It tears through the side of his chest, uh, exposing a large part of the torn skin uh, as it slices through the clothes and armor that lie there. Mitron's eyes, paralyzed, powerless, staring blankly up at the sky, filled with pain. That is the end of the wolf's turn. Irina and Ismark howling with rage, uh, turn toward it and slice toward its heart. Irina first, Ismark second. Arena misses, unfortunately. Ismar, I pour by missing twice with a longsword, hitting once with a short sword. Slamming it dude and skewering it right through the heart, twisting. The wolf whimpers, whines, and then falls limp to the ground. Shit. He glances down. We've got to get them out of here. Got to stop the bleeding. Uh, Metron, I need you to make uh a death saving throw, please. Sure thing, boss. Sixteen. Sixteen, that is one success. And if you'd like to also roll against the paralysis. Uh yeah. Well do uh, doesn't that drop when I go to zero? Uh I don't believe so no. It, this is to it, see if Rigor
4: Mortis sets in, essentially. Okay,
1: yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Perfect. But yeah, I don't see a reason why paralysis would go away.
5: Okay. 19,
1: finally. (laughs) 19, all right. Uh, You were unconscious, but at least you're not paralyzed anymore. Small, but I said I wanted to be stiff. That's not what I meant. uh, Oh my God. As long
0: as you don't become
5: (laughs) a stiff. I'm well on my way.
1: All right. Um, That'll be another two shots from the uh, archers coming toward the the, uh, zombies. 14 and 15 both hitting 5 6 points of damage and let's see if this one survives that it does it's the both uh, uh, feather tufted um, bows slam into the chest and it staggers for a moment but keeps going uh, blood leaking from the destroyed mouth and torso staggering continually toward Esmeralda Lillison you're up
0: Okay, Lillison, um, looks with a lot of concern over towards Metreon, but she has no healing capabilities. So instead, um, she is going to turn her back, uh, very deliberately on Strahd and, uh, walk this way. Um, thrusting her hand out in front of her in a very angry, uh, forceful gesture, she is going to cast Acid Splash at the two remaining, uh... Undead that Esmeralda is Grappling with
1: Okay That is a 14 and a 1
0: Ooh, alright The one that rolled a 1 is going to take 9 acid damage
1: Alright, you watch as it struggles To keep moving, its limbs pulling forward Even as the uh, blood red acid Begins searing through it, steam and smoke Rising to the places where it burns through the flesh You see it reaching forward uh, This young man's form Shambling, undead, rotting eyes wide toward Esmeralda, the flesh sloughing off the bones and then collapses, the skull poking through now half-melted as it collapses onto the ground. Is that Lillison's turn?
0: Um, Lillison is going to glance back over towards the fallen form of Metreon and then um, say to Ismark and Irina, can one of you uh, see if you can do anything for him? And that's her turn.
1: Okay, Amity, you're up. You are held by Strahd, grappled, Erthrondir, and Kiva, doing their best to fight him on either side of you. Kiva, uh, extremely low hit points, but you can feel Strahd's claws still clasped around your neck. What do you do?
3: I, I love you too so much, she says to Erthrondir as he executes his freaking awesome stab. And then she's going to try to use her action to escape the grapple.
1: Uh, is okay. that what
3: athletics check?
1: That is um, indeed choice of athletics yeah. or acrobatics I'm choosing athletics Good plan What
2: do you and get just
3: tries to push her
2: arms
1: across it's an 18 You push powerfully struggling to break free but there's an inhuman strength in those undead muscles and bones and Strahd holds you tight people to the 19 I'm afraid Uh hey DM No yeah. he doesn't
2: cutting words fuck you <gasps> Oh, oh. Uh.
1: Wait, cutting words hits. I thought it you said- It does
2: ability checks.
1: Oh, shit.
2: See, so yeah, as he just snarls. Nope. She's strong. She's really fucking strong. And you have better things to attend to, dipshit.
1: All right. You watch as this burst of um, silvery green energy bursts from Deer's hand as he chants the words, Amity. Uh, you feel your strength suddenly redouble and your tired muscles rejuvenating and you shove away from Strahd empowered by this sudden burst of energy go spiraling, spinning, uh, three feet back as his form towers above you but now sweeping in beside Air
3: I might die today in a graveyard, but you're not going to bite me. I know there's one place that you can't reach me and she's going to run back into the burning building and then whip uh, it around. It's
1: entirely on fire. Like, uh-huh. If you run in there, you are going to get hit by flames. Are you okay with this?
3: Uh, I'm assuming that it's not going to be flames quite as bad as, you know, fireball. We'll see how much damage I take each turn. And All she's right, going a
1: to- All right, you move into the house.
3: Okay, sounds good to me. Uh, that's Uh-oh. a crit fail.
1: All right, uh, currently the fires aren't burning too bright this far to the edge, but you do suffer three points of fire damage as you step into what basically amounts to the same level of like a campfire at the very edge of the door. The heat from this distance is intense. You can feel this Inferno burning up at the sides of the walls. Now uh, burning rafters plummeting, crashing as the thatched roof begins to crumble, embers and sparks flying through the air. She She was intensely hot. uh, She works around
3: just standing in the fire, uh, surrounded by Inferno, Pointing her finger, ready to cast a spell to help her companions out. Esmeralda, we need help. And that is her turn.
1: Yep. Esmeralda whips down around toward you. The two uh, corpses at her side. She nods. I'll be right there! Hold on! All right, that is the end of Amity's turn. The zombie takes his turn. It will slam Esmeralda, or attempt to. Fortunately, with a natural one, it kind of stumbles, like crumbling to the ground for a second as Esmeralda kicks it in the face with her boot. Um, Kiva, you're up.
4: All right. Um, she's got one HP, and she's going to fucking swing its rod recklessly.
1: Okay, hit it. 22. 22 hits.
4: Uh, six points of damage, and she's just going to slice across his face again and just say, uh, she's actually not going to say anything. She's also going to spit again. She likes doing that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let me check something real quick. Okay, um, so how much damage is that? Six. Half to three. Okay, very good. Okay. Uh, is that your turn?
4: Ah, uh, the pixie's gonna explode.
1: Okay. Uh, let's see how he does on a deck save. His figure blurs, so uh, with Inhuman Speed again, as he rolls a 25.
4: Alright, that's fine. Um, yeah, that's it.
1: <laughs> Alright. As you do, he evades the explosion with a whirl of mist around him and as you watch he eyes Amity, Erthrandir you and then slowly begins to laugh fascinating I never grow tired of it perhaps you'll be more fun to break than most after all his eyes meet Amity's and then Erthrandir's I am pleased with your progress perhaps one day you shall warrant my full Attention. He takes a brief step back. You watch, coming approaching through the uh, trees to the south, one of the wolves limping through the underbrush. And then he holds up a hand, flicking his fingers and the wolf dissolves in a swirl of mist. He turns to Irina. Lady Koleana, doubtless we shall meet again soon. And as for your friends, I am sure this encounter shall not be our last. I do enjoy hearing of your travels and little adventures. And as he pauses, stepping back for a moment, looking thoughtful. No, I do wonder. Have you discovered which one of your friends is a traitor yet? And his form blurs, swirling into a black mist, wings spreading on either side as you see the form of a bat take his place and begin to whirl up toward the sky away from you. Uh, keep do I get an opportunity oh.
4: attack on the back? You did. Yeah. you
1: not using a legendary, uh, movement for this. 23! Hey. That's a hit. Give me some damage.
4: Five damage.
1: All right. You slice across, it, uh, carving across and dealing three points of damage, Though so you notice that the wounds that you inflicted on the last turn, though not as quickly as before, have now fully regenerated, healing away. Uh, Ari, are you making an A.O.O.
2: I don't have a reaction.
1: Fair enough. With that, the bat that was struck flutters up into the air, swirling into the darkness, and soon vanishing into the clouds of mist and fog overhead. There's a final grunt as Esmeralda's rapier and hand axe swirl through the air, slamming through the zombie's skull and hacking it to the ground as it crashes to the earthen floor. Irina is Irina rushing to metreon's side. As in the distance, you hear the shouts of the townsfolk, and the assembling of silhouettes slowly forming up across the road of the village. And then there is only you, the knight, and the flames. you hear a cry going up from the north of you. The fire puts it out before it spreads too far. You see uh, dozens of uh, Kreskian villagers beginning to line up, assembling in the space alongside, uh, each one separated by a few dozen feet. Each one, uh, you watch as they begin to pass buckets forward and forward, uh, a fire brigade lining up. You see them passing them forward, the line stretching off into the snow dusted pine trees. They need to run up and throwing them in their best as they extract the victims from any cottages at risk. Um, and as this rescue effort mounts, uh, you are left alone for the moment in front of, uh, the Kreskov's, uh, burning cottage. As they do, uh, and Irina will attempt to stabilize Metreon. Cool. Uh, Irina immediately does so, leaning down and tearing off part of her cloak and wrapping it around your wounds, um, stabilizing you. Your breath grows steady, though you remain unconscious. Ismork kind of picks you up and sings you over his shoulder, glancing at the group with wide eyes. What now?
2: Aerithrondir doesn't answer. He just kind of... The
4: Abbey! Maybe we should go to the Abbey for protection.
2: Aerithrondir just kind of coughs. And then he collapses onto the snow and just begins to sob.
3: Yeah, but he runs out of the house and just sort of huddles over him. Thank, thank you so much. I... I, I, would, I would do the same for you every time
2: he just kind of nods thank you I uh I, oh fuck it and he hugs her yeah I, I know I know that is all he's really going to say.
1: Okay. By this point, the townsfolk have extinguished one of the northernmost cottages. Um, but you can see the other one is almost nearly burned to the ground, and there's almost nothing left of the Crest Cubs with a great burning crash. You watch as one of the walls falls in entirely, forming a smoking, burning tomb as the Inferno curls black smoke toward the sky. There's still shots coming, the fire brigade coming. Hamilton, don't let it spread! As you watch the Brigade go to work, um, slowly but surely, they push back against the fires. Um, Are you remaining? Is there anything you'd like to do?
0: Lulison would like to um, hover around Metreon for a little bit, and then run towards Kiva.
4: Kiva will just catch her in her arms and, like, hold her close. (laughs)
0: Uh, Lilithson,
4: like on her for support, if that's possible.
0: <laughs> because she's um, going to like tense up for a moment, not having expected to uh, get get swept into that, um, but put her hands very gingerly on Kiva's shoulders and uh, make sure she's steadied.
4: Are you, are you all right? What about me. Are you okay? I I know that he threatened to kill you, but I... I,
0: Look, I wouldn't have let him do it. You know that. I mean, he didn't threaten to kill me. I was fairly sure Earthrendir wouldn't do it, but but you... And uh, she looks at, like, all the wounds that Kiva has on her. I would say what were you thinking, but I know exactly what you were thinking. hey i i know he bleeds now
4: for sure and whatever that red thing is once it goes away he's he's much easier to hit so i think i think we have a shot and that's what i needed to know
0: do you feel um strong enough to walk
4: yeah is uh
0: is Irina okay i think so yes she was barely touched in all the fighting um i was going to see if the brigade needed more hands yes
4: yes let's do that and she's going to follow lillison and and try to help
1: all right esmeralda follows suit all right let's do what we can behind you you uh, see esmark carrying a on his shoulder Irina making her way forward unsteadily you're all okay oh my god uh, uh, we're helping yes
2: the Earthrinder kind of like looks up, like he's been startled out of a reverie. Right, right, shit. Um. He looks at Kiva, at Matreon. Hold on. Uh, hey. It, this is gonna hurt. Do you want me to. help?
4: Let's get settled with the town first, and we'll deal with that later.
2: Okay, fair. Fine. Do you working.
0: still have any healing in you? Metrion was doing very badly. That's
2: what I was asking. Yeah. Okay. Just... I, I have a little bit. All right. I, I'll handle Metrion. Okay.
3: Kiva, I still think you're crazy, but thanks. You, 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 showed us that it's possible to fight him.
4: She just sort of grunts a little bit and <laughs> keeps like living, <laughs> uh, fires.
3: Amity's gonna okay. go over and uh, cure wounds on Meti, Medio,
1: All right. Concho. uh, Mark kind of presents him, holding it out in his, his, his arms, uh, roll the da- roll the not damage healing it's dice. Be
3: six uh, healing damage.
1: All right, Metron, you come gasping back to life in uh, Ismark's arms.
5: of lord. <coughs> uh,
1: okay, okay, and he kind of like slowly puts you down on your feet, making sure you're not about to fall over before taking his hands off your shoulders
5: uh oh, uh thank oh. you uh, uh i'd say uh, uh, uh i felt a bit like a damsel in distress yeah
3: oh <laughs> uh, so did i um i i guess you were unconscious at the time let's let's go get some water
5: is he is he, he, he gone
3: um i mean w- would you prefer i stay with you are you no, okay no
2: no i was just he's gone oh. All right,
3: yes, all
2: right. yes, he's gone He buggered off, yeah Oh, oh, yeah,
3: he's
2: gone I think he got what he wanted
5: Yeah, right, let's, um Let's get out of here, then. We we can't, it's
2: night We gotta wait
5: you Can't you just go to Dabby?
3: I agree, we should go there But first we should have these people put out the fires
2: Fine, yeah, okay
1: Okay, together joining the rest of your group who by now have joined the line and begin doing their best to speed things up, pulling the pails forward and reducing the travel time. One by one, the buckets of water are pulled forward and then passed or run back. Um, The moisture splashing over the fire and little by little, bit by bit, putting them out and hemming the flames in. The fire slowly shrinks. It's 10 minutes, then 15, 30. Another tree comes crashing down, burning embers spiraling into the night. Another cottage just destroyed completely. But by the time that the fire is finally extinguished, the smoke rising into the air, now mixed with steam from the melting snow. It's finally dark once more, save for the silvery light of the waning moon looking down from overhead. And then it is quiet. As you watch the villagers making their way around, doing their best to ensure that uh, no one among their own have been injured, you see coming forth from the center of the crowd, familiar forms of uh, Dmitry Kreska followed closely after by his wife, Anna. Um, From a position at the edge of the crowd, you see the Baron make his way toward the front of the cottage searching frantically through the debris. And then finally, at the place where Strahd once stood, He collapses, cradling what seems to be a small, half-dissolved, half-scorched skull in his arms and crumples to the ground, his wife kneeling beside him. Several of the the villagers look at you, uh, warily, with some fright, suspicion, some gratitude, but lingering very faintly. And at that moment, you feel ice clutching somewhere below your chests. Esmeralda gives each of you a, a somewhat weary look. Back to the Abbey then, or are we staying here? No, we gotta go. She nods. Then let's go. Perhaps they don't, perhaps our absence will bring some peace into some. She shakes her head, looking thoughtful and sorrowful for a moment. And then, assuming you lead the way, follows you toward the road back up to the Abbey.
5: Yeah, yeah. I'm leaning on uh, Ismark kind of limping along
1: He does his she best to support you very hard to like, tough
4: it out and look like she can handle it
2: Hmm looks, near, at, 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 her, Sorry, go ahead
0: Lilison looks like she wants to go to the Baron and Baroness and say something and hesitates for a very long time uh, before just shaking her head and following the rest
2: Aerithmindeer is very quiet as he walks with the group, and his gaze kind of flickers from first to Amity, and then to Lillison, and then to Kiva, and then to Matryon. And then he just kind of pulls his head down, wand still forgotten behind him, and murmurs, Heal. And he's going to cast mass healing word on all of you.
5: Okay. So how many of us get to wince in pain?
2: I it's different from how he usually does it. It's more of just a exclamation than his usual glyph magic. But yeah, that is uh, five health to everyone.
1: Okay, each of you feels this intense burning in your chest, it kind of spreads through your arms almost like a fever. You feel sweat beating from your foreheads and you actually feel in places where the bone was unset or the flesh was torn burning searing pains begins to knit back together the bones forcefully crack themselves back into place and then just as the agony is reaching its peak you see steam hissing from the places where the smoke where the flesh has become one unbroken once more and you turn to Earth and you see a faint shimmering of greenish brown magic dissipating into the air around him
2: did it still hurt?
1: yeah yeah
5: it hurt a lot but Um, I guess it's better than being dead.
2: Great. That confirms a thing or two. Let's move.
5: Yeah, we'll follow.
1: Together, exhausted, burnt, and wounded, but less so than before, leaving the crowd behind as you make your way forward, they part for you, watching you with dark, haunted gazes as you limp and slowly make your way down the road. Watching you go as you ascend toward the switchback road, the snow and old pebbles crumbling beneath your feet as slowly you climb overlooking the far, the forest and the village. And now from your vantage point growing in height, as the air grows colder and the wind grows harsher, looking down at the place where there's now a naked wound, a black charred scar at the Southern end of the village by the gates. And a small crowd of shadows watching waiting in silence as you ascend and that is where we will take our break for now
5: That was so cool. Oh my god. I'm I'm so glad I could be such a help this time. You know, it was Ooh,
3: You were very helpful. Thank you. Dragna, thank you. That was my favorite moment of the campaign so far.
2: Excellent. I'm very glad to hear. Yeah, that was in fact cool as fuck.
1: All right, so thank you all for watching. We will be back very shortly to pick up. We will see you, as always, back here soon.